Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking about the stabbing at Macy's and City Council's move to ban ski masks. It's Friday, December 8th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me this week is Rodrigo Torrejon, criminal justice and law enforcement reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Welcome back, Rodrigo. Hey, Janae. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Aliyah Schneider, politics and governing reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, got the icebreaker for this week. It snowed on Thursday morning. This one is heavier than last week's random snowstorm, but still not enough to close school. So I'm sad about that. But what would y'all do on a snow day in Philly? So I would be very lazy and probably um, if if I had a, like a snow day where I actually didn't have to go to work or do anything, mm-hmm. I would probably just grab a beer and watch movies the entire day until I uh, fell asleep on the couch. That's uh, I love it. dream snow day for me. <laughs> very different from when I was a kid when I would actually want to go outside and play in the snow. Right, right. What about for you, Leah? I actually would want to go outside and just walk around. I love being outside when it's snowing. Um, okay. I think I would do that for a while, kind of aimlessly walk, you know, just kind of exploring, you know, see what I find. And then I would come back and warm up and, you know, have some nice hot tea and and then kind of be lazy after I go on a little adventure. Nice. I would kind of do a combination of both. Um so probably I would I, I like to go sledding with kids like I, I like to, you know, bring that part of me out sometimes because it's fun and then come back to like some tomato soup and grilled cheese or something. <laughs> that sounds great. Nice. All right, let's get into the news of the week. Rodrigo, you covered the stabbing of two security guards at the Center City Macy's on Monday morning. Rodrigo, catch us up. What actually unfolded on Monday morning? Sure. So on Monday morning, uh, shortly before 11 a.m., police said that Tyrone Tunnell, a 30-year-old Philadelphia man, um, attempted to steal some hats from the Center City Macy's department store. Two security guards intervened, tried to stop him, and initially he left without incident. He dropped the hats that he was trying to steal, according to police, and left. Uh, about 10 minutes later, Tanel returned, uh, allegedly angered at the interaction between him and the two security guards. He approached the security guards and brandished a pocket knife and started stabbing both of them. Um, He first uh, started stabbing Eric Harrison, 27, and the other security guard intervened and was then stabbed himself in the altercation. Unfortunately, Eric Harrison ended up uh, passing away about 20 minutes later at Jefferson University Hospital. Um, As of Thursday morning, the other guard, uh, whose name hasn't been released, he um, was in a critical but stable condition and appears to be uh, recovering or at the very least um, in stable condition. So um, after Tunnell stabbed uh, Harrison, police said that he fled and um, 
went into a nearby market Frankfurt uh, subway station and SEPTA the police were able to track and identify him using some of their thousands of cameras. They were able to track him in real time. And then SEPTA the police intercepted him at the Somerset station and they arrested him there. And then earlier this week, uh, District Attorney Larry Krasner announced murder charges, attempted murder charges and uh, related crimes uh, for the um, alleged murder of Eric Harrison and the uh, stabbing of the other security guard. Rodrigo, we know that Macy's decided to close their stores this week after all of this and they reopened. Do we know if they've added new security or more security to the store? Definitely. So I went to the reopening Wednesday at around 11 a.m. You could see that there were extra security in the front and at least uh, one police officer, a mounted bicycle police officer, was seen entering the premises. And then I did a walkthrough uh, of the mall uh, or of the department store and very clearly, there were extra security guards. Uh, there were at least two security guards posted at a side entrance. There was a uniformed officer speaking to employees that I could see. And a Macy's spokesperson did confirm that there was going to be an increased uniformed Philadelphia police officer presence at the store. Rodrigo and uh, Leah, what I found surprising about this story is that this incident became so violent at a place where a lot of Philadelphians and tourists visit this department store to buy gifts during the holiday season, and they might visit because of the free light show. Did you speak to anyone about how they felt going back? Yeah, I spoke to a few shoppers, one of whom was waiting first in line to go back in with his family, including two uh, children that were his grandson and step-grandson. And he said that they, he and his family did have some pause when they were thinking about returning, but that they had been um, visiting the Macy's department store as part of their annual Christmas tradition, their annual holiday tradition for more than 10 years. So for them, it was just something that they do every year. And the news obviously was sad for them and concerning, but they wanted to keep going with their tradition. And the one person that I spoke to said, you know, they're definitely going to beef up security. And he was right. You know, it was very clear that they added security. Other people that I spoke to said they went in there very hesitant, um, kind of a little bit um, worried and kind of looking over their shoulders a little bit, wondering, could this happen to me? But the enthusiasm for shopping during the holiday season and for the light show and for Dickens Village and visiting Santa seemed to be pretty much the same. Like I said, there was a line of about 20 people um, waiting to get in um, at 11 a.m. on the dot when the doors opened. They seemed very excited. There were people visiting Dickens Village. There were people who had signed up online. I actually checked online the morning of the reopening to see, you know, what the appointments for Santa looked like. And they were pretty much all booked except for maybe like one or two slots. So it seems like people are not completely deterred from doing the annual holiday things that they do, um, even though the, the Monday incident might still be in the back of their minds. Aaliyah, earlier this month, city council passed a bill 
banning ski masks in certain public places. Aaliyah, this got a lot of attention. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's in the bill? Yeah, definitely. So the city council passed the bill last week. um, And right now it's on the mayor's desk. So it will take effect if the mayor signs it. And essentially the law would allow the city to fine people $250 for wearing a ski mask in parks, schools, daycare centers, city-owned buildings, and on public transit. There are exceptions for holiday costumes, religious purposes, if someone's wearing it for like work safety, theatrical productions, winter sports, and First Amendment activities like protesting. What is actually the problem with ski masks? Why did council want to ban them in the first place? So supporters of the ban say that this will help curb crime in the city because people have worn ski masks while committing crimes, and that makes it hard for police to identify suspects. And there's definitely an interest right now in the city in finding ways to address public safety issues. And Mayor-elect Sherelle Parker had this tough-on-crime message, and this is seen as kind of in line with that mission of finding ways to address crime in the city. Okay, so do we know if Mayor Kenny is going to sign it? Any word on where he sits on this issue? So last we've heard, he, he is reviewing the bill. So they haven't really said for sure one way or another whether he's going to sign it. Um, so we're just kind of waiting to see right now. Is there a possibility that it gets pushed to Mayor-elect Sherelle Parker's desk? No, it wouldn't go to her desk, but like I said, it is on Mayor Kenny's desk, and he does have 10 days to sign it or veto it, or he could just not take any action, and then it will pass without his signature after the 10-day period. But if he does veto it, it can be overridden by a two-thirds vote on the council, and since the bill had that veto-proof majority, people can expect this will likely take effect unless members change their views on the issue. It's also been reported that groups like the American Civil Liberties Union or ACLU oppose the bill. What are these groups saying? Yeah, so people against the bill have concerns that this law is just going to give police a reason to target young people of color. They're concerned it's going to contribute to the misuse of police stops and also that it could violate self-expression rights. Can you tell us a little bit how would a bill like this, like banning ski masks, actually be enforced? And what was it? The fines were about two fifty. How how would all this be enforced? Yeah, that's a great question. So the police department supports the bill, but has acknowledged that it will be complex to enforce, particularly with the exceptions. Um, and when I asked the police department about this, they said that they will develop procedures that they plan to share with the public. But it's definitely going to be complicated. And I think this is part of why so many people are concerned about the bill. That was Aliyah Schneider, politics and governing reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Rodrigo Torrijan, criminal justice and law enforcement reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thank you both so much for bringing these stories to CityCast Philly. Thanks so much, Renee. Thank you. It's time for the tip of the week, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. The holiday season can be tough for some of us. 
But do you know about hashtag boost your mood? That's a part of the city's Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services. They're offering free mental health self-screenings, access to wellness tips, and other free mental health resources for children, teens, and families. We'll have a link to these resources in our show notes. If you have a tip of the week, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our executive producer is Laura Benchoff. Our producers are Abby Fritz and Dylan Brogan. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Joel Wolfram. And our host is me, Trinae Music is by Philly's own Interminable, with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoy this week of episodes, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe, y'all. Bye. Bye.